Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I'm pleased that you're spending some of your evening with us. I hope you learned something. Tonight I have a very special guest, Adam Guyman. Uh, Adam, welcome. We appreciate you being here and sharing your story. Adam, you'll notice, is in a wheelchair, and uh, I want to get this right. He was born back in 1977, yes. that's okay to say. Yeah. But in, in 2001, he was in a car, in a bus accident. He was just relaxing in the bus, and the bus driver thought he was going to run into a power line, as I understand it. And so he slammed on the brakes, and uh, Adam was injured and has since been suffering from what's called spatial diffuse global weakness, if that's right. Yes, that's correct. And so uh, for the last um, 13 years or so, he's been in a wheelchair. And um, we, but he was also, just so you know, he was born um, legally blind, I guess, as well, right? Uh, yes, and that's hereditary. Oh, yeah, other members of your family? My mom and my brother and sister are both legally blind as well. Uh, oh. My dad is not. Well, it's just amazing. I, I know Adam from, uh, we attend the same church, and he gets around unbelievably, and I'm really proud of him. I'm, I'm impressed with what he's been able to accomplish in his life, and you're, you're going to hear an interesting story tonight. So tell us just a little bit about the, your history as a Mormon. You were born in the church, were you? Uh, yes, I was born in the church. Uh, my mom and dad got married in 1976. Let's see, 1976. Married in the temple. In the temple, yes. Yeah. And then I was born in 19, you know, April 25th, 1977. Yeah. And then my sister was born about a year and a half later in uh, 78 or 79. I, and then, uh, and then my brother was born in 80. And so we're about about a year and a half. Apart, apart each of you, huh? and then later on in life, after my mom and my uh, dad had divorced, uh, I lived in a couple of foster homes, yeah. and uh, then ended up living with my grandpa and grandma in Provo. And oh. from that point, uh, I'd ended up, uh, I'd ended up, uh, you know. Uh, growing up a lot of my younger life in Provo with my grandpa and grandma yeah. and my mom I guess I found out later in life that in 1983 she left the LDS church but because I lived with my grandpa and grandma and they were strong LDS uh, yeah. I didn't know much about that wow. and there's a whole story completely <laughs> on, on, on why I lived in foster yeah. homes and it's it would take a lot more longer than your half hour. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a testimony of the church. You were a good, faithful member. You went to seminary, right? Uh, I did go to seminary, and I did hold. Uh, well, what I was told I held is the Mel you know, the priest of the Ronick and the Melchizedek yeah. later, and sure. <laughs> 
Now you you ended up graduating from Hunter High School. Uh, yes. And uh, and but you graduated from seminary was. Uh, uh, yes, actually, I did graduate from seminary. Yeah, <laughs> good for you, and uh, had a good testimony of the gospel. Did you ever share your testimony? Uh, you know, I've to be honest with you, uh, I don't know if I always had an exact testimony because I did have. I mean, I always tried to bear my testimony I was not always the best at it uh, yeah. as a kid when I lived with my grandpa and grandma in Provo uh, they tried getting me to read the Book of Mormon and to be honest I really never could understand I couldn't even hardly pronounce half the words of the Book of Mormon let alone trying to read a the Book of Mormon with one of those like pop bottle uh, magnifying, magnifying glasses tr holding it up like this yeah. I just couldn't hardly understand difficult probably for you to read and as a kid I was the Bible was always uh, you know something that was never really mentioned it was only brought up just to try to make something in the Book of Mormon from what I have learned <laughs> later in life look better or yeah. to try to patch up something that was in the Book of Mormon and so I've never understood the scriptures very well and you know, it's interesting as a youth, you, I mean, you probably just assumed or knew the church was true, right? I mean, well, isn't that kind you're, of you're what kind we... of taught that as a kid, and yeah. even, like, when I was eight years old, I remember that the, uh, the time I was going to get baptized, you know, I remember uh, in primary, they'd hold up different, uh, different props, and they'd teach you about, you know, as a kid, I remember, yes, sometimes they would teach you, but they'd tell you about Jesus, but they told you about Joseph Smith and... Yeah. And being baptized into the church. And, and Yeah, and yeah. that's one thing I realized. Is, and, and later on in life, I realized that, you know, you're, you're baptized a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You're not, you know, you're not baptized in Jesus himself. And, yeah, and to use the name, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I mean... You know, I realized if once religions, if religion is no longer on the earth anymore, then if you don't have your uh, yourself planted in Jesus Himself, the one who actually created us by just speaking yeah. what He wanted to have spoken, you know, there's there's things we don't understand about about you know there's a lot of things we don't understand but at the same time uh, you know I'll I'll be honest it's I believe that if you don't have yourself you know anchored in with our savior the one that saved us yeah you know to say we can't actually be you know we have to praise some other man you when know you find out that man's not what he what you who you thought and the he thing was. is is yeah, well, yeah. the thing is, is once you pray some, you know, man, that you're just forgetting about Jesus. And yeah. there's a lot of times I never heard about, I mean, you very, very seldom you hear about Jesus in the LDS church. And in, there's, the, in the meetings, that's right, yeah. You know, it's all, and, and it, it's, yeah, it's just well, not very... <laughs> as kind of an aside for just a second, uh -huh. this is one of the things that, the reason we do this particular show is to show that there are Mormons who have actually transitioned out of Mormonism, but the good news is that they found Jesus and the Bible to be trustworthy. 
But what you're saying, too, is that the relationship often is with the church, and when a person finds out that there are problems with the church, historical and doctrinal, um, they don't have an anchor in Jesus, right? Well, yeah, and like, like I actually asked a question that was, we were in a, a uh, Gospel Essentials uh, class, and as a kid I was taught that if the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, uh, whispers to you and says, hey, say something or do something, you're supposed to do it or you'll lose the Holy Ghost. It'll, yeah, it won't... talking to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I asked the question, a simple question, what would happen if Adam and Eve wouldn't have partaken of the fruit? Not even before the class was over, about 15 minutes or so before the class was over, I was called to go talk to the bishop. I went up and talked to the bishop, and he was very mad. He was like, oh, "If if if you you know you're gonna scare people away from the church if you with that kind of question, you know, <laughs> you come to us and ask that question." And you this know, really happened. Yes, and that oh that right there said to me, you know, I started putting two to two, two and two together and realized, you know, you know, two and two is four, not ten. And yeah. when I did that, I said, "Hey, you know what? Why is it that?" You know, I mean, if it's if the church is true, then there should be no problem with it. You know, the spirit would tell that person who's brand new that's hearing that, and you know, they wouldn't be afraid to ask any they questions. They wouldn't be afraid, and, yeah. and you know, I realized that, and I just said to myself, you know, and there's a lot of times just throughout my whole history, uh, I do believe looking back that I'd ended up when I was getting baptized, I believe I was nervous about it, and because there's so many, you know, you kind of feel as a, and especially if you're disabled in the church, uh, whether it's you're in a home ward as a kid, or you're out on your own and you go to a single adult ward, or, you know, there's a lot that over the years helped me realize, and and I believe it and it, I, I believe it's just a progressive thing, but a lot of people, I know I was kind of scared as a, especially being disabled because... Are you saying that people judge you or that you're not welcomed? Is, are you saying that or well, am I not putting words in your mouth? Oh, no. no. What are you saying? Pretty much uh, the thing is, is uh, when I, uh, like, like when I was younger, uh, I used to go to a young adult singles ward. Okay. And... Uh, Later on, I had ended up, uh, you know, I had ended up, uh, you know, turning 31. Now, when you, once you turn 31, you uh, can't go to the young adult. 18 singles to 30, 30 or something, yeah. Well, and that really picked up around that time. It got to where I started really thinking harder. And I said, okay, you know, I can't, uh, you know, I had... To, uh, in order to join the 31 to 45 single adult award. And so you couldn't go to the other one because, because you turned 31. And the thing is, is this other one was no longer, it was not on a bus route or a light rail route like the 31 to 45 up, I mean the 30, I mean the, sorry, yeah. the 18, 18 to 30. So it was harder was, for you to get to where you needed to go. And so the bishop basically said, there's all these stipulations you have to be able to do in order, you know, you have to drive yourself, you have to have a job, you have to earn money, you have to pay your tithing, you have to have a temple, a full temple recommend, you have to... 
a whole list of things. One in. thing you mentioned was that you had to earn three times the minimum wage. Was that, that really a requirement? That that's what the bishop said, and I don't know if he was just saying that oh. because he wanted to make sure that to separate the, you know, to make sure I had enough money, or he, yeah. I don't know if he just didn't want, you know, that. But to be bothered if if it just felt, you know, I told my mom this. And just didn't feel welcomed, huh? My mom said, you know. It doesn't look like Jesus was at that church. Uh, Jesus would never tell you, you know, if, if you said you needed help getting to and from church, Jesus would say, I'm going to help you. You're going to get help. I'll take care of it. Yeah. And, and so... Well, you know, I'd like to back up just a sure. little. You didn't go on a mission, but you did go through mm -hmm. the temple. You became an elder. Uh, yes. Uh, what was that like uh, to go through the temple? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, I was actually nervous the first time, sure. and uh, and I guess a lot of people are. They don't, you know, understand, and it's kind of hard because before you go through the temple, they won't tell you anything that goes on in the temple. Right. And the problem that I had was uh, that uh, basically when I went through the temple, uh, you know, I couldn't remember. I mean, I couldn't even remember my name that I was given. I couldn't remember, you know, any of that. And then they told me, oh, you just got to go back again and again. And if you go back, and I thought when I was in the temple or I was going to go to the temple, I thought, you know, hey, if that's where God is, then be a wonderful spiritual experience. I'll, be able, <laughs> well, I'll be able to see people. And I always hear these stories about, you know, people that's gone to the temple and they saw their loved ones. and. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to say that people have never seen, because I'm sure that there's many miracles that God can bring to people. But later on, when I learned about how the temple, and I watched different videos, because I searched for different things, and I yeah. found videos that where this guy explained about how the signs and everything in the temple are... And he compared them to the mason and put everything yeah. side by side and you know right there and then word I just, for word it was yeah. just like the words were changed a little bit yeah. but they're basically exactly the same thing and yeah. and anything that is of god there is no way in any way you know it, it would not follow anything else on earth if it's from god it would be so different that nobody could ever match it <laughs> and that raised a question in that, your mind. Huh? That really, I think that would have to really confirm that yeah. I know for a fact that that the LDS Church is not a true church, and that, and you know, I could probably go on for yeah. ever. <laughs> well, so what, anything else happened that started question make, making well, you to question the church? Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, my friend uh, Sheila Miles had, uh, and I've known her for a while. She actually went to school with me mm -hmm. I met her in uh, junior high and I'd moved from my grandpa and grandma's in Provo to my dad's in West Valley and uh, the thing is is uh, I'd ended up realizing uh, you know you know she actually she was actually LDS herself and then she ended up leaving the church because she found out that it wasn't true and she started sharing with you and then you know she between her my mom and I did meet some different people down by Temple Square because at the time I was right about a year or two. Uh, April 1st was actually my one-year mark when I was officially out of the... 2013. Yeah, right. yeah, this 
this last April, uh, no, no, this this of twenty fourteen. It was my one year one mark. Year okay. So uh, it was, in, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was as of. Okay. So it was one year. Yeah. And, and you ran into some people on the by Temple Square. I uh, yeah, and and I actually talked to a few different people. And as a matter of fact, you know, I guess a lot. Some people will when they're they 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 see certain truths, but the, yet at the same time they're scared about what their family and friends are going to say. You know that they feel like they want to leave, but they are afraid to leave. So it took a while. Uh, and I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. There are people. You know, one minute I felt good about something that was said, and you know, as uh, as you know, each uh, as you know, as each person taught different things. You know, I guess, and it's still kind of a shock, even though I'm not LDS anymore. I realized that I realized what it's like uh, leaving, and and yes, there was a lot of family that that kept uh you know saying you, you know you shouldn't be leaving and sure and you know but between well, what did she share with you what kind of things did you learn from her oh from uh, my friend from that uh, i actually learned a lot she actually was able to help since she knows i'm legally blind she was able to help me find different things and was able to explain different things about uh the LDS church what was the most shocking thing well, you learned a lot of it a couple was of shocking things. A lot of it was like like she explained about how the Book of Mormon and the uh, you know how there's a lot of things that were plagiarized and taken from the Bible and put in the Book of Mormon. Yeah. You know, even and with the biblical errors. <laughs> and she actually ended up her and her current husband ended up uh, reading over the phone because they don't live in Utah anymore. They he, he actually is from here, yeah. but. Uh, she met a nice guy in uh, Kansas moved and huh? moved to Kansas <laughs> yeah. and then ended up, but over the phone and over the internet would read the Bible and try to explain uh, things like, like when I was taught as a kid, you know, you're, uh, you're actually, uh, you know, God, there's God, there's uh, Jesus, and then there's, you know, the three people. And, right, and that's know, what Joseph Smith saw, they, presumably. And they and they explained to me, it's kind of like, and even my mom explained the same thing, is there's ice, water, and uh, and uh, steam, and they all are the same thing. It's just that, you know, when they come, you know, that was just kind of explained to me, and which, you know, helped me understand a little more that... More of the Trinity? That it's not this separate person it's one that has come down you know and and there's a lot that i believe we don't understand and i believe that yeah. god's gonna maybe one day just say okay you know what i'm gonna explain more to you now you couldn't <laughs> as a human you can't it's hard to comprehend grasp. god isn't it? i mean yeah but you know isaiah tells us that there's only one god and isaiah also tells us that um uh, that Jesus will be the mighty God, the everlasting Father. And even in Matthew 1, it says, Emmanuel, God with us. So we definitely believe Jesus is, is God, right? And then he said he'd send his spirit, which, yeah. you know, and I, it's really disturbing when I was told as a kid that you're, uh, you're uh, you know, if you, you know, because I was always taught, now everyone has the light of Christ, but 
unless you're baptized, you get the gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's stronger. And you know, from that point, uh, even once I received even the Melchizedek priesthood, and I went to go give a blessing. You know, I always thought that God was talking. You know, from above down to me, through you, and then through me, and then yeah. I would speak. And when I went to give the blessing. I couldn't think of one, I mean, in order so that nobody else would un wonder what's going on, I kind of just remembered the situation of the person and had to pretty much just put what I was getting. You, you felt know, like you were doing I had the inspiration? To just, <laughs> I just had to do it, and yeah. and then, you know, some people were like, well, were you worthy? And it's just, you have to so be it was worthy. was your fault, huh? And, and the thing is, is, there's this it I just don't feel like that's right I mean yeah. you know if what anything that comes from God shouldn't be something that anyone else can make up yeah. it doesn't matter well, what do you what have you learned about grace and works what what would you share with the audience uh, about grace and works what how do you feel about what Jesus has done for us well I mean it it doesn't make sense that as a uh you know, with with uh, you see, with grace, you're not. You know, the he's done everything for you. I mean, he all he said is something so simple as, "Follow me." I and, am the way, the truth, you know, and the life. Yeah, yeah, he. You know, you. You know, Jesus is the. You know, if you need light, Jesus is your light. If you need water, Jesus is your water. Yeah. I mean, if he created, which I know, he, I believe he created. Everything. I mean, air, we breathe. You know, he created the ground that we walk on. He created everything. We, you know, we might put something together, but yeah. that doesn't matter. Right. We couldn't put it together without him creating it. And he gave us this free gift with his sacrifice on the cross, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. I believe he did. Yeah. And what does that what does that meant to you compared to your time as a Mormon? Did you ever believe or understand that? concept of grace actually not really because i mean they would actually that, that, like like in church they would talk about grace we're saved by grace after all we can do all we do and yeah. and like as an example uh i was in a elder quorum one day and uh you know the, we were, we were having this discussion about how we're supposed to love our neighbor and help our neighbor and yeah and you know and if you're graceful you're going to help your neighbor not because you're told to do it you're going to do it because you want to do it and and you know being taught all of that i left church and i was on my way home and it was actually the uh the Chris around christmas time was the first presidency's uh christmas christmas yeah. devotional that they have at the conference center yeah and they had ended up uh telling me uh I, I mean, I'd ended up leaving, and as I was crossing the light rail tracks, my chair quit working on me. Hmm. And the uh, it, luckily, there was someone who that this guy and his wife were having lunch, and they were crossing the street, and they saw it, and they helped me get off the light rail tracks. And then other people helped me get home. But once I got home, I called the bishop, and I said, "I really need some help." I've and I ended up the next day calling the wheelchair shop they couldn't come out right away to help get uh get it fixed. my chair fixed and they said well if you can have someone in your ward bring your chair down we can send the loaner chair back 
with them that you can use until we can get to your chair. And I had appointments that week that actually took more than six months for me to actually get. And I was gonna, I ended up missing my appointments that week because every time I asked the bishop if he could get someone to help me do it, and he said, oh, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do to help you. Uh, Mm. Wait for the wheelchair shop. And, you know, from the stories I heard about the pioneers coming into the valley in 1847, uh, and everyone was in this general conference, and all of a sudden one of those uh, wagon parties had a problem, they all dropped general conference instantly and ran out and helped them, which... It is a Christ like. Didn't feel like you got that support, I guess. You know, and that and that would be like a graceful thing that you'd think if you were believing in Christ. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. We're actually running out of time. Believe it or not, your time has gone very. The time's gone very quickly. What What would you say to the LDS people that might be listening and uh, share share your thoughts? I would like to just say to people who are LDS, especially people who are disabled that are LDS. I know that it's even harder in the world today whether you're disabled uh, especially if you're disabled it's very much harder because you have to do more to prove yourself to others and you have to uh, and it's just so hard because of that and and believe me once you leave the LDS church and and put two and two together and Make sure that that adds up, and if it doesn't, something's wrong. Make sure that, and I know it's hard, especially if you have family that may or may not support you. Just, you know, find someone that does support you and, you know, ask questions. And and no question is a stupid question because you can't get an answer without a question. I always like the idea of reading a red-letter Bible, you know, uh, that's been mentioned before, but just read the words of Jesus and the words of Paul and see what they said and, and more importantly, what they didn't say, because they don't talk about, in fact, the Book of Mormon doesn't talk much about celestial kingdom and mm-hmm. eternal marriage and baptism for the dead, even though the Book of Mormon's supposed to be the most correct book uh, on the face of the earth. Anyway, Adam, it's been wonderful to have you. I appreciate your story, and uh, gosh, you've uh, gone through so much, and I, I praise God that you're as mobile and you can get around the way you do, and we love you, brother, okay? All right. <laughs> and you take care. Well, we appreciate you watching tonight, and remember, think about the fact that you're following the gospel of Joseph Smith, another gospel, and, and not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about and see what he said in the Bible. Appreciate you watching. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.